You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the new Blue Review. Welcome to the program. Good to be with you on this Monday morning and uh, we have a great show lined up for you and uh, it's our Tubish Vat special so I expect a lot of trees, a lot of environment. Uh, it's my favorite show of the year, always doing Tubish Vat whenever we can to just uh, encourage a bit of environmental friendliness wherever you are. And to help us in the studio today, uh, we have two very, very special people. We've got Isla Feldman. She's from the Jewish National Fund of South Africa. She's the chairman. Uh, and we have also Rian Fisser. He is a chief fundraiser and marketing officer for the Jewish National Fund, Walter Sulu Environmental Center in Mamalodi. Guys, welcome to the show. Nice to have you with you on the Blue Review. Thanks, Thank Benji. Uh, perhaps, uh, Isla, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of the Jewish National Fund in South Africa? Because it's actually got quite an illustrious and old history. I think JNF, the Jewish National Fund, Karen Kamerley Israel, is probably the oldest organization in Israel, and it's probably one of the first environmental organizations in the world. And in the 1980s, early 90s, we took that information and the, the um, expertise of the Jewish National Fund and imported it into South Africa. And that was in the era when Nelson Mandela had just been let out of prison and things were changing worldwide. Prior to that, we were not allowed to do projects in South Africa because JNF would not let us do things in South Africa during the apartheid years. And the first organization we started was something called uh, Trees for Africa. It wasn't food and trees for Africa, then it was trees for Africa. We worked with the government then, we worked with Mandela, we worked with Carter Asmal, we worked for people who were interested in changing the face of South Africa. Because if you go back to that era and you see and you look into what was the townships like Alexander, like Mamelodi, like Soweto, there weren't parks, there weren't trees, there was no recreation facilities. And we as the JNF thought we could, in fact, make a difference to some of those areas. So, so just before we get into that, because I'm going to ask a little bit about the Mamelodi Center and what it does uh, for, for the people of Mamelodi. But, you know, I think for a lot of people, you say JNF and they, they think blue boxes and they think trees, trees right? And, and certainly there have been a lot of trees that have been planted, 260 million. 260 million trees. In a country not bigger than the Kruger National Park. I mean, it is the greenest country in the world. And a lot of those trees have been planted in the Negev, the desert. Right. But but it's not just trees, right? The JNF actually does a lot more in Israel. And I think a lot of people don't really understand that. So maybe let's do a bit of background on what, do, what does that actually mean when we talk okay. about the JNF. So JNF reclaims the land, first of all. JNF in the early days in the 1940s and before purchased the land at great prices from funds they collected in the little blue boxes and through wealthy donors they purchased the land at exorbitant prices in order to develop it and if you go back to 1890-1900 Israel wasn't what it is today it was rocks it was malaria infested swamps it was just not inhabitable. So that land they took and they developed it and they planted trees. However, 
You plant trees, you need water. JNF now have plant, have developed and established water reservoirs throughout Israel. JNF are the leaders in water reclamation. Israel recycles, I think, 90% of its water. No other country in the world does that. I think Spain is the next and they do about 25-30%. So JNF is involved in the whole restructuring and rebuilding of the infrastructure of the State of Israel. And, of course, there's lots of educational projects. We have summer camps. We deal with problems when there's wars. We build bomb shelters. We uh, develop the kibbutzim. Most of the kibbutzim and the um, moshavim in Israel are on JNF land. And that's where most of the income today is derived from. Now, can I ask, in terms of South Africa's contribution, because, I mean, we have a forest or two, in Israel and South Africa has been very involved with, with organizing some of those projects. Can you maybe give us a history of some of the things that South Africans have contributed, uh, through the JNF over the years. Wow. Even before my time, and I've been around for about 40 years, JNF, originally if you talk about the Hula Valley, the Hula Valley was swampland. JNF South Africa unfortunately got involved in draining those swamps. Come 40, 50 years later, the soil there was what they call peat soil that burnt the roots of all the crops there. They had to re-water um, uh, the whole area, and JNF were involved in reclaiming that area again. And today you've got the most wonderful bird sanctuary in Hula. So all these things are projects that the JNF South Africa have been involved in. We've developed the Kuduri Agricultural School projects within that. Um, forests that help handicapped people. As you know, in Israel, many of the people are handicapped through the wars, and there's certain uh, recreation areas that they need to have to go to. JNF have done that. Our main project was the South Africa Forest, established in the 1950s and 60s. Further than that, we did the South African Memorial Forest, all in the Lower Galilee. And today those areas are used by all the people of Israel, whether they're um, uh, Palestinians, Muslims, Christians, Jews. On the national holidays of Israel, everybody picnics in the forest, something we don't see in South Africa very much, or I haven't seen it for years, people actually utilizing the forest recreation areas. We're involved in everything that is to do with nature and uh, water and trees and, of course, agriculture as well. Okay, well, that's a, a great background. So let's just get into the, the South African side of it. Rian, you are uh, helping to promote the JNF Walter Sisulu Environmental Centre in Mamalodi. Correct. Give us a little bit of a background about the centre. What does it do uh, and uh, what is it, some of its day-to-day functions? Okay, so the centre was started in the mid-90s. It was a JNF initiative. Um, it started with the development of a, of a public park um, that still exists today. It's managed by the Department of um, Public Works. Mandela. Mandela Peace Park. Um, and then the second uh, development was the Pensioners Garden, uh, which still exists today. It's a one, one hectare piece of land adjacent to the center with 20 plots where pensioners can grow their crops, um, and it helps them to supplement their income. Uh, and then in 2004, the environmental center was was uh, built, and the environmental center specifically, it's a, it's um, it provides a resource with themed rooms um, um, about um, 
waste management, uh, renewable energy, uh, water conservation, as well as biodiversity. There's an outdoor classroom, a permaculture uh, garden. Uh, we have our own nursery, and then, of course, we've got the, the pensioner garden next door. So annually, we bring up to 12,000 learners from Mamelodi to the center. It's a fully hosted program. Uh, we're very fortunate that we have very loyal and um, and um, generous funders and donors um, that provide us with grant and donor funding on an annual basis. Uh, that allow us to bring learners from Mamelodi schools, primary as well as secondary, to the centre. Fully hosted packages. Uh, it's curriculum orientated programs. Um, so we do have a partnership with the Department of Education, Gauteng Department of Education. Um, so learners will come to the centre. They'll complete these practical lessons. It also exposes them to the environment. Um, so in, in quite a fun way. I mean. The, those classrooms are beautifully painted. The outdoor classroom, they can be engaged. Every classroom is themed. Um, so, for instance, in the water room, the learners are able to, um, for the first time, interact with sounds that the, um, you, you know, anything that exists within the water or in the ecosystem, they they not only can they visualize it, but they they can also hear the sounds. Um, in the outdoor classroom, when we do lessons on ecosystems, for instance, uh, we have several grasslands, so they can get onto their hands and knees, they can discover insects, grass types. Um, so it's very hands-on, it's very practical. We also have a sensory garden. Uh, we have a section on medicinal plants. Um, all the trees are named uh, in terms of their scientific name as well as their common name and their and their purpose in terms of traditional medicine. Um, so it's a very interactive program for them. Yeah, it certainly uh, is is something which is nice to see because you know obviously being a township, it's not that green. And I do actually want to talk about some of the greening that 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 you do do there. But it is almost an oasis. Uh, in, in, a, in, in the place that people can come and be part of nature quite effectively. Correct. Uh, one of the things that we did, for instance, a few years back is we, we recognized that the river systems in Mamelodi is very polluted. So for our water program to be successful, uh, we couldn't take the, the, the kids to the, the local river. So we developed our own wetland. Um, and it's interesting because with wetland, we put in a natural filtration system. Soon the fish came. Then the birds came. Um, we now have um, crabs. Uh, we've got ducks. Um, so it, it actually just shows you. I mean, if, if you develop it, um, you know, the rest will follow. Now, Ayla, uh, you know, we, we've spoken a little bit about the, the production of trees in Israel uh, and, and what it's meant for Israel. What, what's really fascinating for me is that those lessons learned in the cent- in, in Israel are actually being used in the center now to, to, to help the people of Mamelodi. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? It's a little bit short, um, sort yeah. of small right. scale. Right. Yeah. If I look at the the Israeli uh, the Israeli projects, um, you know, obviously they've it's done on a very massive scale. So what we try and do in Mamelodi is to bring some of those principles um, to Mamelodi. We also look at local challenges that exist within the community because I think that the communities um, or the challenges that exist in communities are all different from country to country. So we look at local challenges uh, and then we apply some of the international principles where they've gone the route to actually see what works um, to those local challenges to help them to overcome them. Can, can I go interrupt? Yeah. I think that that's what we wanted to do was to bring some of the technology yeah. and some of the ideas mm. that are used in Israel 
to start it with a smaller community and Mamelodi's had nothing in the past. It was a very neglected area. And I think the children today are becoming much more aware of environmental education. And if we look at the world today and see what's happening with global warming, if we don't educate this generation, where are we going to be today? And I mean, so Israeli children are a little bit more aware. We have Tubishvat, which we're celebrating now. And Tubishvat is the new of the trees. Do you know that during this holiday, Every single child in Israel has the opportunity of planting a tree with their own hands. And it's during that whole week of Tubishat. We try to introduce this now, and we have introduced it into all the Jewish day schools. So the children learn the importance of trees, the importance of oxygen, the importance of bringing more water into the areas. And trees play a major role in this. Well, I mean, Rian, what I, what I, was, I liked what you say. You know, I, I've seen some of the work that the center has done around the use of trees, and it's not just planting. There's a whole community aspect of it. You guys have volunteers who go into the community, talk to people uh, about how to plant the trees. They get a, f- a, f- a fruit tree and a shade tree, and then and then they're kind of in charge of looking after and making sure that that thing grows. Yep. So our greening program is, is two-faced. I mean, first of all, we do greening initiatives at school level, uh, and then we do greening initiatives within the community. Uh, the one that you're referring to now is our annual Mamelodi Greening Initiative, which takes place in September around Arbor Month. Um, so, yes, we employ members from the community. Uh, we call them foresters. We train them on how to plant a tree. We then set them loose in the community with literature, and they go from house to house, um, basically promoting the benefit of planting trees at, at households. Um, if the owner of the house agrees, they assist them in digging the whole compost. They take them through the literature. They then give them a token, which they, on a specific uh, prearranged day, can come and redeem against their trees. And then we go back in the community um, on a regular basis through our environmental facilitators and our foresters to make sure that the trees are planted, that they're watered, and that they're actually looked after. And I would just want to say, since the, the program was launched in 2008, so it's been going for 10 years, and in Mamelodi itself, we, we've planted just under 30,000 trees. Absolutely uh, fantastic. I, I think that uh, that's a real contribution to, to the future of uh, that part of the world. You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is the new Blue Review, bringing you the special green edition on Tubishvat uh, today. We're talking to Isla Feldman and Rion Fisser. They are both involved with the JNF and its center in Mamelodi. We'll be back just after the break. From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is 101.9 High FM. You're back with 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is the New Blue Review, and this is the special Tubishvat edition. We've got in studio Isla Feldman, and she is from the Jewish National Fund. She is the longtime chairman. Isla, very long time. Uh, and uh, Rian Fissa, he uh, is the marketing and fundraising manager at the Jewish National Fund, Walter Sasulu Environmental Center in uh, in Mamelodi. Uh, I actually wanted to ask, Isla, Walter Sasulu Environmental Center, how did it get that sort of a name, especially if Nelson Mandela was opening it and Kata Asmal and all these guys? No, no, no. It started off with the Nelson Mandela Peace Park. Right. And... 
Nelson Mandela, it was the first project, I think, in South Africa that the Jewish community did with Nelson Mandela. When we opened that particular project, I think all of Mamelodi descended on the park. I mean, you couldn't move. It had done, some people had never seen Mandela, and everybody arrived there. It was a fabulous, fabulous occasion, and the late Cyril Harris was there, and Carter Asmal, all those people, unfortunately, are not with us anymore. But it really was Unique, I think, in the history of the Jewish community and Mandela. And he was wonderful. We still have pictures and everything. So the park was the first thing. As we said, the garden was number two. The third part of Mamelodi was the environmental center. But this all followed upon Food and Trees for Africa, which we established prior to that. And it was my baby and Jeunesse Park's baby. And through the years, we built it up, and Jeunesse did a wonderful job. And now we've got Chris who's the director, and recently, as Rian will tell you, and you too, we all went to Israel yes, to so learn a little bit more about what was... Uh, so I, wanted to, I, 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 I did want to ask about the trip. What, for you, uh, sparked the idea to take, you know, uh, to take Rian, to take uh, various uh, agricultural people to Israel... Why was that important for the JNF? Well, I think Israel has developed so the technology, the environmental technology, the water technology, which is so relevant to South Africa. And I thought bringing these people there and they're using Israeli technology, at least let them learn and see and deal with the foresters there, with the technology there, with people like the Volcani Institute who do research to the R&D centers, which, as you know, they were all fascinated with the R&D centers. That's research and development of plants and who the, these people work with the kibbutzim and the moshavim and food and trees for Africa today do so much food plant, planting and so many projects throughout the country that they can only be helped by using this the sort of methods that they use in Israel today and also water I mean I know we went to quite a few water recycling plants it came a bit much in the end but <laughs> but the desalinization plants and all these things are so relevant to South Africa there's so much synergy between Israel in South Africa, and I'm, I'm sure, and Chris will tell you also, that they've learned a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rihanna, I don't know if uh, Israel was ever on your bucket list if it came above the Seychelles <laughs> or, uh, you know, going to the, the Europe or whatever, but uh, uh, were you surprised to get an invitation? Well, peer pressure from Isla, but um, <laughs> it, um, it, it, it literally blew my mind. I think, you know, in terms of the environmental aspect, um, water scarcity, I think, is probably one of the number one issues that we're going to face, and globally, one of these days. Um, it, it was enlightening to see the number of uh, desalination plants in such a small country. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was eight, and it will up to 11 by 2019. Another three will come online. Um, the visit to Khadera was, was, was absolutely incredible. I mean, it was probably the only opportunity I would have had to visit a, um, a, 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 yeah, a plant like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, in terms of the tourist benefit, it didn't rate very high on, on my, on my to-do list. Um, but I'm happy to say that, um, the people were very welcoming. The food was incredible. Uh, I was forced to become a vegetarian for a few days. Um, and I didn't mind. I mean, the food quality and quantity was absolutely superb. Yeah, certainly, uh, there were some complaints about people eating too much on the trip or not, or, ha- or not being able to eat uh, enough. I mean, Ren, you come from a Christian background. Was, was that also interesting? Sorry, it was very, it, it, yeah, from a biblical perspective. I mean, it, it, it was interesting to see the, the mix of tourists 
terrorist groups that were in the country, a lot of American. Um, I saw CNS, some Indonesian um, that I didn't think that would, would necessarily visit uh, a country like well, Israel. Lots to Chinese too. Uh, there were Chinese tourists. Um, so that was quite interesting to see. Um, you know, my upbringing is Christian um, and from um, – Nursery school days and Bible study, Bible study days, and all that. It was it was interesting interesting to be able to relate uh, specific areas. Um, you know, as we travelled through the country, as you said earlier, it's not a very big country, um, but we went south, we went north, we went um, into the mountains or the hills, and um, it was really interesting to see that sort of history come to life. Now, Ali, these sorts of trips, uh, you've done a few in your time. Are you uh, kidding? <laughs> I've been taking trips to Israel since 1983. But these were tourist trips. We used to have three weeks in Israel, from the north to the south, with children, grandparents, parents. I mean, that, that, that were, those were holidays, and thousands of people went on these tours. And today, people still stop me. Oh, we went on your tour in 1990. I, I, it... People in those days, I mean, Israel wasn't then what it is today. And you, when you see the development there now, I mean, it's, it's, it's just absolutely incredible in every aspect. The city is nothing like seeing it for yourself. No. It's not what you see on the media. No. Or and, of course, there's no people. Oh, it's an apartheid state. And I don't want to bring politics into this. But if you go to see, and if you walk through the streets and if you go to the restaurants and you go to the hotels, you go everywhere, everybody is together. There's no such thing as apartheid in Israel. Yeah, there is no yeah, such thing. And it's a very humble nation. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like everyone uh, had a good trip, and I hope to see that the lessons will be implemented at the center and in they some of the be. practice at, uh, <laughs> at the Jewish National Fund. Of course, the great thing about the Jewish National Fund, people can also get involved. It is too bishvat. You have an opportunity to, to plant trees, uh, whether it's in Israel or, or here in South Africa. Uh, I mean, Rian, if, if people want to see the center, support the center in some way, what, what's the best way that they can go about doing that? Well, I do think that um, to visit the center um, is a great asset because we can actually open your mind and actually show you what what we do in Mamelodi. And I can tell you... Myself personally, there's nothing quite like seeing the kids who come uh, to the center and uh, you know seeing a lesson or one of the days that they have. I think it's a, it's yeah. a really special experience to see how much fun the kids have in exactly. the center. We are like a school, so we are only open during school terms, uh, Monday to Friday. Um, we're not far from the Gauteng, uh, from the Hatfield station of the Gautrain. So if somebody from Jobek wants to come through and visit the center, they can get in contact with me. Uh, I can share my contact details. They yeah, can how can people find out more about the center? Okay, so our website, very easy. It's WSEC. That stands for Walter Sisuli Environmental Center, dot O-R-G dot Z-A. So WSEC dot O-R-G dot Z-A. Uh, they can also get in contact with me via email, fundraising at WSEC dot O-R-G dot Z-A. Um, or I can share my mobile if, if that's, if that's applicable, zero eight two five seven zero nine zero seven nine. Right. So there, if you want to check out the centre, and Isla, of course, uh, with Tubish for coming, there's going to be lots of JNF uh, activities going on in the town. Uh, if people want to find out more information, if their school is involved, or if uh, one of the projects, uh, or if they want to plant a tree, how can people I find out? I think everybody at Tubish for this. Tubishvat in particular should plant trees for their family. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also look up the JNF website or you can contact Kim at biachat.co.za, K I M at 
www.ca.za and plant a tree or plant two trees or yeah. plant trees for your family. You get a beautiful certificate to say that you've, that you've planted the tree. And you're doing something for Israel. And if you plant with Mamalodi, you're doing something for the Walter Sisford Environmental Center. But the whole object of the exercise is that everybody should plant trees. It's a new year of the trees. It's a new year. It's a new dawn. And PG, it's going to be a new life for all of us in South Africa. There's an election coming up. So hopefully we're going to see uh, turn a new leaf. And hopefully our little trees will all blossom. Well, there we go. So if you want to get some trees, uh, phone Kim, 011-645-2500, and just ask for Kim. Uh, and then uh, she'll be able to help you with uh, with those trees. Guys, thank you so much for coming into studio. Uh, have a great Tubishvat uh, and have a very green uh, New Year. And have a very happy New Year for the rest of the year. Thank you, Benji. Thank you so much. We'll be back just after the break.